0: Hey Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? E uh, 23 sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ugh, you know, ugh. Send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our host, Vanilla Wafers! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist, as well as the back of the field with Vanilla Wafers. And this is the Field Filler Podcast. Got a little bit of energy today because I just woke up from my afternoon nap. And when I mean my afternoon nap, I mean the Folds of Honor 500 because, oh my gosh, I don't know what it was about this race, but this race was just dragon for me I mean yes we didn't know who was going to win the race Um, there was some even competition between multiple drivers including Kyle Busch Martin Trex Jr. Kevin Harvick but above all there wasn't really too much action going on you had drivers that were just separating out really really far throughout the race and Kevin Harvick was the one who was able to come up top in the end no surprise there he dominates Atlanta even though he's only won there three times in his entire career that 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 shocks me But you know it is what it is i got my nap momo how are you doing on your nap oh 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 he's still asleep okay okay we won't bother him too much longer so let's get into it let's get into the results for the folds of honor 500. Just one thing I wanted to cover real quick before we get into the final results of the Folds of Honor 500. I just wanted to say it was really cool of NASCAR to address the current situations that are going on in America as far as the protests go. They decided to pull up on the front stretch, stop there for a moment of silence, and also had the president, uh, Steve Phelps, address all the drivers about the current situation and also providing that moment of silence. So good job on NASCAR for doing this. It's not anything big, but it is definitely very important for them to address the current situation going on because it's a crazy time we're going through right now, and there needs to be a change, absolutely, 100% needs to be a change. And hopefully events like this, whether it's in sports, whether it's around every cities in America, that we start seeing the change that we need to lead to an area more towards equality. I just wanted to address that real quick, so let's get into it. The man who won the race is the man who dominates Atlanta, leading 151 laps. From Stuart Haas Racing in the number 4, Kevin Harvick collects his second win of the 2020 season at Atlanta. Finishing second is the number 18 of Kyle Busch in the m and Brownie machine. Finishing third, won both the stages but couldn't seal the deal, was number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. Finishing fourth, another Ford, the number 12 of Ryan Blaney for Penske. Finishing 5th, we have the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Finishing 6th, he did fail a little pre-inspection three times, so he had to go to the back of the field. He recovered really well. He finishes 6th, that's the number 1 of Kurt Busch. 7-time champion, finishes 7th, the number 48 of Jimmy Johnson. Finishing 8th is his partner, the number 9 of Chase Elliott. Finishing ninth, we have the number 2 of Brad Keselowski. And his partner, the number 22 of Joey Logano, rounds out the top 10. Finishing 11th is the number 3 of Austin Dillon. Finishing 12th, we have the number 88 of Alex Bowman. Finishing 13th, this is number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Finishing 14th, we have the number 6 of Ryan Newman. Finishing 15th, this is number 42 of Matt Kenseth. The top-running rookie, the number 8 of Tyler Reddick. He finishes 16th. Finishing 17th, a good run at the beginning, but just could not seal the deal at the end, was the number 10 of Eric Amarola And 17th. Finishing 18th, another rookie, the number 95 of Christopher Bell. Finishing 19th, Another rookie, number 41, Cole Custer. And then riding up the top 20, the number 14 machine of Clint Boyer. And that was due to him having another flat tire in the final laps of the race. Some noticeable drivers that finished outside the top 20 was the front row motorsports cars, 23rd, 24th of John Hunter Nemechek and Michael McDowell the thirty-eight and 34 I'm mentioning these guys because these guys were the only ones who really brought out cautions and they took each other out. Matt Benedetto, he had a flat tire as well. He finished 25th in that number 21 machine. Eric Jones, another good run, but unfortunately, same deal. Flat tire, he finished 28th. And then William Byron in the number 24, you guessed it, another flat tire. And he hit the wall in three and four. It put him many laps down, and he finished 33rd. So that is your final results of the Folds of Honor 500. Really, the only thing that we could really talk about this race was the tires. The tires played a huge factor in this race and also running the bottom line. If you could run the bottom line without getting loose, you're going to do really good. Except if you're Ryan Blaney, you could be going sideways the entire time and you can still pass people. But really, (laughs) there's not much really else to say about this race. I mean, it wasn't really exciting. I know people who don't really watch NASCAR too much. uh, This would usually be a race that they would point out and say, this is why NASCAR sucks. I, I would have to agree with him on this one because this was not an exciting race at all. The The one who got actually the best deal out of this was B.J. McLeod. He left three laps into the race, uh, finishing 40th. He didn't have to deal with this race. I, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have this at mile and a half tracks. I just wish it wasn't Atlanta. But congratulations to Kevin Harvick. He still ran a great race. Don't take this win away from him just because it was a boring race. He still earned it. So congratulations to him. And that is your final results for the Fultz of Honor 500. Okay, so with the final 20 laps to go, I was super excited about my picks. Uh, let me tell you who my picks were. Super excited. I thought I was going to be kicking ass. I thought I was going to be coming here with an 8 inch penis and I'll lay it down on the table and say, uh oh, huh, look at that package. Yeah, that's right. I made those decisions and, mm, yep, it's what you get. It's what you see here at the top of the mountain. But no, no, because here was my picks. I had. Kevin Harvick, he won the race, thank goodness. Martin Trex Jr., another good pick. Yeah, very very good, very good. Ryan Blaney, another good pick, another good pick. Brad Kisielowski, eh kind of okay I benched Kurt Busch Kurt Busch was my sixth guy because I saw the pre-race inspection and he finished a sixth so I'm like well that sucks and then Clint Boyer was my fifth guy I thought I was a genius I thought I was super smart with these picks and with 20 laps to go it looked like I was going to be a really smart man and then Clint Boyer's tires gave out on me just the worst luck in the world. Tires must have a vendetta against me because I like William Byron, and William Byron suffered from three flat tires in, like, the last five races. Clint Boyer was suffering from flat tire after flat tire after flat tire. And Brad Keselowski also had a too fast entering. I mean, he still made up. He still got a top 10, but it was like, okay, okay, that's fine. I still got 225 points going into my Fantasy Live team on NASCAR.com. I'm going to do really good. I look at my league, the NBC Sports League, and I finished 953rd. Some douchebag got 273 points. I lost him by 50 points. I'm still a pe... Ugh. Oh. Man, I I just want to do good for you guys. I felt like my picks were good. I mean, Ricky Stenhouse did really good. Jimmy Johnson did good. Kurt Busch was a good pick as a wild card. I just decided not to put him in. So hopefully you guys did good on your fantasy live. Maybe listen to a few different things. Maybe you guys went with, I don't know, maybe Kyle Busch over somebody like Brad Keselowski. Maybe you guys had Kevin Harvick uh, winning the race and then you had Martin Trex Jr. win both stage one and stage two. Those are still really reliable picks to go on. The only letdown I say would be definitely Clint Boyer for having the flat tire. And Brad Kiselowski just not being Brad Kiselowski at Atlanta because he's finished second first second. So now let's look at the next track. It's gonna be the most unpredictable one. Maybe, I'm hoping, because we need an exciting race, and that is Martinsville Raceway. Okay, so Martinsville, the half mile paperclip where everyone gets pissed off at each other, they throw fists, and someone eventually gets either food poisoning, throws up. It feels like someone always gets sick at this racetrack. I don't know why. It's probably those foot long hot dogs. They can't take their wieners, I guess. But. Let's look at the people who would probably be really good to go with as far as Martinsville goes. Let's start with drivers that you can be safe on putting on your roster, having no fear that they're going to give you points. And the three that I want to touch on are the three Joe Gibbs cars. Denny Hamlin, Martin Trex Jr., and Kyle Busch. Denny Hamlin, his last five races, he's finished 4th, 5th, 2nd, 12th, and 7th. And even though he finished 12th in that race back in 2018, he still got 41 points. So He does not get the win uh, for the most part here at Martinsville, but he's definitely going to give you, on average, about 43 points. Wouldn't be too bad to put him on your roster. Martin Trex Jr., he won last race, and then the other four, he finished eighth, third, fourth, and second. He's, on average, going to give you 45 points. Hopefully, you haven't used him too much. I know I've used him the most out of all my drivers, but it's so hard not to pick him when it comes to Martinsville. Kyle Busch, another guy. He had his worst finish here... Uh, last race he finished 14th and then but before that it's been third fourth second first second first he really dominates when it comes to the spring race here here's his last spring race um, runs he's always finished in the top three and then those other races the ones in the fall he's usually won this last race was his only bad race so it's safe to say he's going to give you points going into martinsville Brad Keselowski, let's go to Penske now. He's finished third, first, fifth, tenth, and fourth in the last few races here. And his average for points is about 42 points to give you. So, again, another guy that wouldn't do too bad for you. And he's been a driver who scored a solid 60 points. And where was that? Last spring race. Definitely want to put him on your roster. Another one, Ryan Blaney. Uh, Ryan Blaney actually does really good at this racetrack. He's finished fifth, fourth, fourth. 20th, he did have a bit of a hiccup in the fall race last year in 2018. Third and eighth, another guy again, 40 or so points, wouldn't be a good, it would be a pretty good guy to go with. Now, here's some drivers that you could lay off on, you don't necessarily need to put them on. Um, they would give you points, but maybe not as much as the previous drivers I mentioned, and that would be Chase Elliott. He's a bit risky, he's either going to finish up there near the top. Or he's going to finish near the back. Here's his last five races. 36, 2nd, 7th, 9th, 27th. Now, I know that 27th finish was because of Denny Hamlin when he got taken out. And also, the 36th place finish, I don't remember what happened. But I think it was something mechanical. So, you can take a risk on Chase Elliott. He's probably going to give you, um, on average, 40 points, it looks like. But, honestly, it's a bit risky. You could honestly sit him out if you want to. Kevin Harvick. Now, Kevin Harvick's always going to give you a top 10 it's just the matter of when are you going to use him Martinsville may not be the race you want to use him he finishes on average fifth through tenth now as a guy who really loves stats those are some great statistics but for Kevin Harvick not so he's usually a top three guy when you want to put him in so it would be safe to say to put him off to the side if you want to keep him in the garage you're more than welcome to he's going to give you points just not as much as you would see him at other tracks Kurt Busch, I said put him in in Atlanta. In this race, he's going to be on average giving you 30 points at Martinsville. According to the last few races, on average, he finishes 8th. So if you want kind of the same points that you got at Atlanta and you feel comfortable with that, you can put Kurt Busch in your roster, but he's not a for sure put in. Joey Logano, now, he favors the fall race more than the spring race. That's where he's usually dominant It's the fall race. He could probably give you 30 points in this race. Uh, Compared to all the other drivers, um, it would be best to go with them if you're trying to go with a safe pick. Uh, If I was going to use him for Martinsville, definitely more the fall race more than the spring race. And then I looked at drivers who are just a little too risky. I wouldn't be going with these ones, and I got six of them to choose for you. The number 24, William Byron. Yes, um, he finished second last race. He did really good. But in his other last three races at Martinsville, it's been 20th or worse. So that's a big risk to go with. I don't know if I would want to go with that because, yes, he finished second, but it was only 45 points. So am I willing to roll the dice for 45 points and then take the risk of going down to about 13 points? I don't don't think I want to do that with with my guy. So I'm going to sit him out. Austin Dillon, he's been doing really good. Don't get me wrong. He's been getting top tens. But here at Martinsville, he hasn't really done that great. 22nd, 11th, 30th, 30th, 13th, he's way all over the place, where he's not is in the top 10, so he's someone you can bench and not have to worry about. Alex Bowman, yes, he's been doing really good this year. Don't get me wrong. He's kind of falling off a little bit. But when it comes to Martinsville, he doesn't really like this racetrack. 30th, 14th, 17th, and 7th are his, fi- are his last four finishes. So, yeah, he did get a top 10, but that was his first race. Ever since then, he's kind of been struggling. So, I mean, you definitely have better options to go with. Alex Bowman is someone you could definitely sit to the side. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I said he would be an alright pick to go with at Atlanta. I even said he was a good pick. He didn't really show too much um, there at the end. He still finished 13th, which is not that bad. But when it comes to Martinsville, you want someone a little bit more reliable. And he's finished 15th or worse, except for a top 10 in 2017. I don't think it's really safe to say. You can put him off to the side for now. Clint Boyer. Now, this one is an interesting one because I said he's really risky, but then I looked a little further, and his last three spring races with Stuart Haas has been seventh, first, and seventh. And in the fall races, 35th, 21st, and 3rd. So I would move him up into a spot that hey, you could probably use him. He does really good in the spring, but do remember he is a risky driver to go with, as we saw in Atlanta. It wasn't his fault. But he does do good in the spring race at Martinsville. In the fall race, he does struggle. So if you want to pick him, it wouldn't be a bad idea because he does like this track during the springtime. And then another driver I wanted to include was Bubba Wallace. For some reason, I have a hunch that he's probably going to do good at this race. The only problem is he finishes on average 13th to 20th when it comes to Martinsville. This is a different year. He's been running a lot better than usual. I feel like he would like Martinsville. He's gotten a victory here in the truck series. He might be a guy that you may want to put in your back pocket. Let's say if you have used up your Joe Gibbs drivers, you've used up your Penske drivers and you are desperate. That might be a guy you want to look at more than, say, William Byron, Austin Dillon, Alex Bowman, Ricky Stenhouse. Maybe Clint Boyer you can put slightly ahead of there because he does do good in the spring. But he's someone you would want to keep in your back pocket. And if I had to make a pick, if I wanted to be absolutely safe, I'm going to go with the three Joe Gibbs drivers and the two Penske drivers of Brad Keselowski and Ryan Blaney. If I want to save my drivers, I would probably sit out... Ryan Blaney and maybe put Kurt Busch in just to get that solid eighth place finish with 30 points I don't want to put really Joey Logano in because I can use him way more for other tracks than a spring Martinsville race and definitely Harvick I would like to sit out because yeah it is going to be a top 10 but he he's more than that He he's definitely your top five guy And Chase Elliott, I I don't know. Chase Elliott would be someone I would like to bench once again and not use for this race because, yes, he likes Martinsville, but like I said, jumps back and forth. And if I had to pick a driver who's going to win this race, I'm going to say Martin Trex Jr. Martin Trex Jr. is starting to look really good. He almost won the Atlanta race, just missed it. I think the Martinsville race is going to be the one where he's going to show up. I did say Coca-Cola 600, but... I feel more confident in this Martinsville race. So, those are my picks. Hopefully, you guys like them, and I got one more pick to go with, and that is who is going to be the biggest baby? Who is going to yell at their crew chief, their car chief, their pit crew, their spotter? Who's going to yell at everyone? Who's going to give the most middle fingers? Who's going to have their driver's suit all up in a bunch in their ass crack? Who is going to be the biggest bitch? And that is going to be... Joey Logano now Austin Dillon is probably going to be a good second maybe Ricky Stenhouse also in third but I think Joey Logano he started way too many fights and arguments here at Martinsville I say he's going to be the one who's going to start a fight with someone could be Chase Elliott could be one of the Joe Gibbs guys I don't know who's going to be but keep an eye on Joey Logano maybe tune into a scanner because you can listen to it free now he is going to flip out the most that is my feeling on that I'm going to put money down on that with my picks let's see how good I do That would conclude the last segment of today's episode. Now, for next time that we're on here, it's either going to be Wednesday or Thursday. I'm not quite sure yet. I would like to cover the Martinsville race before I go into the picks for next Sunday's race. Now, I could have an extra guest on my show. It's not going to be Momo. It's not going to be Georgia Gary or Tennessee Tucker or Arrogant Analyst. No, I'm actually going to have someone who's never been on the show before, and I'm kind of excited about it. We'll see how it works. I'll let you guys know in an update whether we're able to do it or not. It's either going to be this next episode or the episode after for the next race. We'll figure that one out. But I'm super excited about it. We're going to actually have a featured guest. Woohoo! Let's just hope that Martinsville is a little bit more exciting than Atlanta. That's all I'm wishing for right now. But thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.